Hello, I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. Yeah. And what did you make this week? So, this week I will be making, I haven't made it yet, I will be making mango cream. Mm. So the reason why I chose this one is because we are doing a murder or crime in Brazil, mm-hmm. and this is a Brazilian recipe, apparently. Ooh. So, mango cream, it is um, just with a couple of mangoes and then some vanilla ice cream with some sweetened condensed milk, and then you can also add some liqueur to it, Ooh. and um, yeah, mix it all together pretty much, and it makes this nice cream, you know, like ice cream, except a little bit um, smoother, I guess. Mm, Sounds good. Yeah. I'm excited to try it. I mean, all those things together can't make anything bad right Delicious. so <laughs> so emily what are we covering this week out. Oh my God. <laughs> okay so, well emily just got her eyes dilated so yeah. she's gonna be squinting at the screen to be able to see it <laughs> yeah i can i was like okay it's either emily is on cocaine or <laughs> no yeah. i think cocaine i'm on like yeah acid <laughs> no i'm not i'm not no I'm she's not <laughs> nope just eye exam <laughs> yeah. which i don't know i don't know why they did it but whatever i guess well you got you okay. got all clear yeah anyway well i've noticed that we've been getting listeners in brazil so i thought why not do a case there so i'm excited yeah and actually as i was like googling this stuff there were like a couple different like really famous Fame, you know, I always cringe at that word a little bit. Famous, though, well-known, well-known serial killers in Brazil, and one of them is actually tied to this case a little bit, so we'll have to do him, too, because he was, like, crazy, and I'll talk about him later, but when I was looking at it, I was like, this stuff is, like, straight out of a movie. Like, it's straight out of Game of Thrones. Like No way. Yeah. It's like this massacre at a wedding. Not for <gasps> this case, but the other oh. case. It's like a massacre at a wedding of this the guy. The Red Wedding. Exactly! No I was way. like, this is Game of Thrones. So we're gonna have to cover that. Maybe Game of Thrones kind of got that idea from that, that scenario, like the fact Literally, the massacre I, at I a wedding. what year it was, but yeah. That's... It was crazy when I'm I was interested. So, but this one is also crazy and gruesome. So, I mean, okay, just a little disclaimer, not, but yeah, just a disclaimer, moms. It's yeah. gruesome. <laughs> moms specifically. Our moms. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, I'm gonna like butcher some names here. Sorry, but whatever. Um, this guy's name who we're talking about today is Francisco de, or de, Assis Pereira, ah, perhaps, <laughs> question mark. Um, I apologize, but sorry. Um, and this also, it's in Brazil. It's in a city called Sao Paulo. I probably said that wrong as well, but I didn't want to try an accent because <laughs> I'd fail. Um... And he was born in 1967, November 29th, and he was raised in a really religious family, and he's actually named after an Italian saint, Francis of Assisi. Okay. Perhaps. Again, (laughs) I'm probably saying all these wrong, and I tried to look it up, but when they said it, I was like, I still don't know what they said, (laughs) so. Okay. Um, He had not a great childhood, as... A lot of people don't, you know. Um, He claimed that he was, like, sexually abused as a kid Mm -hmm. by his aunt. And through that experience, he kind of developed this obsession with breasts. What? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't really know. (laughs) I mean, you kind of, like, see it in his crimes as well. Yeah. Which is a weird... It's all around weird. I just... Never mind. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, also, as an adult, but before his crime spree, he also said he was seduced by his boss, who was a male, and that also sparked an interest for 
homosexual relationships for him, too. Interesting. Yeah. It's just interesting because, for one, the fact that he blames kind of his traumas. On, oh, yeah. He has specific reasons. Yeah, on these specific reasons. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. He blames this obsession with breasts mm-hmm. on the fact, which, I mean, I'm not sure about that kind of psychology you know it could be there whatever yeah. but then also then this like relationship with his boss then he, he gets a new obsession i mean come on at that point like stop blaming it on on different yeah like like okay you realized that you liked that mm-hmm. it kind of i don't know right it's yeah it's definitely he seems to have a story to go with every aspect of his crime because there's another one too oh my gosh which is he claimed that a goth so i guess a goth woman okay whatever i don't know um also um, goth is like another word for i forget which country but it like not like in america like a goth person it's (laughs) like uh it's like a refers to as someone from a certain country oh. in like the middle uh like europe east european somewhere oh. i want to say like hungarian or something like that see i'm sitting here and i'm like okay a goth person you know like wears black and yeah <laughs> and it could be referring to that but i also know that it refers to someone from somewhere okay <laughs> look it up scandinavia so perhaps a scandinavian person so this woman, apparently, he says, she tried to tear out his penis with her mouth when they were having sex, but <laughs> failed, but it left him, like, injured, so every time he has, like, sex, it's, like, really, really painful for him. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, I don't know why. He, he, he is a rapist, so yeah. if it's painful for you, why are you doing it? Like, why... Yeah, right. I, I don't know. Like, like, like that kind of okay. Just kind of ruin it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I am so confused. That is, yeah, it's weird. It just kind of shows how much is like psychological behind that too. Yeah. Like it's if you're strange. gonna try to be a rapist, then you're gonna try to be a rapist. Yeah. Like doesn't even matter if it causes you pain. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's you must, weird. You gotta be like. Uh, I don't know. There's something going on in your brain. If it's excruciating for you and you're still going to be like, yeah, I'm going to rape people. Like, what? Yeah, that's it's got there's that's not going to make anything better. Some mental disconnect. (laughs) Yeah. So his first known crime was in 1995 and he was accused of attempted rape. He tried to attack an unnamed woman. Um. And he was charged for it. Uh, so he didn't succeed. It was an attempted rape. Okay. But he was still charged with something for it. But he posted bail and was let go. And he worked in an office of a local transportation company. But he quit his job three days before his killing spree. So I guess he decided... I need some free time right. to go do these crimes. Like, okay. Um, and many of his crimes happened in a park, which is called uh, Park do Estado, which is like national or state park. Um, so he's called the Park Maniac. He okay. has a couple other names, but I think he's mostly known as that one. Isn't it kind of creepy how many murders happen in parks? Yeah, I don't like that. Like, because... I get it. I mean, there a lot of people will go there, and there's, like, a lot of secluded places, mm-hmm. but hell, I like parks. That's scary. <laughs> and the thing is, these are always, like, huge parks. They're not, like, you're thinking, like, your little park, because you're right. like, wouldn't you be seen? Like, there are a lot of trails and stuff, and yeah. Yeah, like our national parks. Exactly. Um. And have you seen this? I've been seeing it on TikTok a lot about all this, like, all the murders happening in U.S. uh, state and national parks. I haven't heard about that. I've heard about all the, like, the the fact that they say there are cannibals that live in the woods of the Smoky, no, the the Rocky Mountains. Mm -hmm. That people, like, just go disappearing in 
the mountains and stuff here and apparently there's like cannibal cults and yeah don't go hiking by yourself i guess that's yeah that's been advertised a lot recently like mm-hmm. never to do that in, i don't think i'd ever parks. want to go hiking by myself anyway because i've seen 127 hours and even though i'm not in the desert uh. i'm not gonna fall into a crack and cut my arm off like in the rocks i know i have a um a relative that he went out i mean he didn't do anything that like he didn't hurt himself or anything but he got up super early in the morning and went to go climb the side of a mountain basically just to like get this really beautiful view at sunrise and i'm like are you crazy like you could have gotten hurt and then and then what and then you'd be stranded by yourself no one knows where you are safety in numbers people yeah i but i got him a little survival kit (laughs) i got him like for christmas so then i got him like a little survival kit i doubt he's ever used it but it gave me peace of mind yeah i did everything i could (laughs) at least at least he knows yeah how i feel about it because as if that would even change anything yeah i mean i love hiking we know this by each other obviously but like I just, that's one thing I would, I would never do that by myself. That's a good point. Like, well, even when I was pregnant, I'd go on walks with my dog. I felt a lot more comfortable when I'd be with my dog, Mm -hmm. but I'd go on walks and I'm so much of a, I'd I'd convince myself I was being followed, but it's a straight (laughs) path. (laughs) Like they need to walk the same direction. Like you could, you could turn around and be like. Yeah, like on the Frankfurt Trail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there's a there's a man following me. Turn and like look over my shoulder. Oh my gosh, she's okay, still following. <laughs> he's still following. Yeah, he's getting closer. Straight path. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. Um, but and then like each yeah. time. And that happened multiple times. Well, obviously, I'm just <laughs> just paranoid at this point. Just carry that wasp spray on you. Yes. I sh- yes. Since the last time we we said that last episode, I uh-huh. looked it up and there are little cans. So little cans of wasp spray. Okay. If you don't have mace, wasp, wasp spray. <laughs> I know. I, that's I hard to that say word. together. Wasp spray. Wasp spray. That's. It sounds like you're kind of drunk when you're trying to say it. I got <laughs> some wasp spray. Gotta use that wasp spray. I feel. I feel like I sound drunk when I say it. Yeah. You kind of do. Wasp spray. <laughs> Okay. Oh, anyway. Ahem. So, <laughs> four female bodies were found on July 4th in the park. I didn't write down the year. Good job, Emily. I think it was the early 2000s when the bodies were found. Okay. No, late 90s? Um, and then two days later, two more female bodies were found around the same spot. And all of the bodies were found in the same position, face down and legs spread. So because they were all the same, they can, police can easily conclude that it's probably the same person. Right. Yeah. So that kind of raised attention in the area, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first victim of his, her name was Alessandra... Francisco da Silva and she was 21 years old and her murder happened in 1997 um she was having financial difficulties at the time and his whole thing he did the same thing every single time he approached her and told her he was going to give her an opportunity for work and he was pretending to be a fashion photographer looking for new models okay and I can totally, she's 21, like a young woman looking to get money. You're very flattered if someone comes up to you and is like, oh, you can totally be a model. Like, I can totally see somebody being like, oh my God, yeah, thank you. Well, isn't that how a lot of models are actually discovered? Like, yes. just being approached randomly? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to distinguish. Mm-hmm. Because that is literally how actual uh, scouts for modeling find people most of the time. Yeah. So it's not a stretch. But the shady thing about that is he offered to do an impromptu shoot, a photo shoot. And he said, why don't you follow me to the state park 
and we'll do just like a quick little photo shoot there. And she said, okay, sure, and accepted the offer. Don't do that. Take a business card and tell them you'll get back to them and check them out before yeah, going right. with people to see if they're real. Okay, that's my advice. Yeah. They should, if they're real people, will give you a business card that you can like check out. Yeah, but don't do an impromptu photo shoot in the middle of a park. Well, that's the scary thing because like a lot of like TikTokers now will be like, oh, hey, like, can I take these pictures of you? Like, I've seen. I've oh, seen yeah, that one I've guy that, that he, like, approaches people and he's like, can I take some professional pictures of you? And he'll just, like, take them off to the side of, like, whatever, like, if they're on a street or something yeah. and take some really neat pictures. Yeah. So, like, I can see people totally falling for that, like, being like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. And people are so willing to, like, get pictures taken of them now, whereas, like, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you're giving someone that part <laughs> of your... on the microphone. <laughs> you're, like, showing... I don't even know, like, you're letting someone have a picture of you. They they can keep that picture of yeah. you then. That's creepy. I, when I was, one, the first time I went to New Orleans, I was approached by this, uh, this boy and a girl, and they said, hey, we're doing a scavenger hunt, and we just need to picture with someone in a white dress, and I was wearing a white dress. They were like, do you mind if we take a picture? And I was like, okay, sure, but they didn't pull me off to somewhere, like, random. We just took a right. picture right there in the street, but I've often, like, thought about that, and I was like, what if it wasn't a scavenger hunt, and these people just have this, like, why wouldn't it be, though? But, but like, these people, I don't know, have a picture of me forever Yeah, now. Like, yeah, it's weird. Well, I went to China. Um, oh, yeah. When I was in the eighth grade, and I have really blonde hair, and so um, a lot of people over there was elected, and so I went <laughs> to a zoo, and I had so many people taking pictures of me, um, like, asking to take pictures with me, and I caught a lot of people, like, trying to slyly take pictures of me. Yeah. Like, like this blonde person. Yeah. You have really, really, like, fine golden hair. Yeah, yeah. right. So then that really, like... I don't know. I've, I have thought about that often where it's like so many people, I mean, in China, but they yeah. have like pictures of me. Like, what have they done with those pictures? Like, <laughs> yeah. Show other the people on these. Like, Look right. at this blonde person. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, did they put it on their wall? I don't know. Yeah, that is weird to think about. Like a whole group of like school kids came up to me and like wanted a picture, a group picture with me. And like one of them was like <laughs> hanging on my arm. Just because you're blonde. Yeah. I felt like a movie star over there. I did. I really did enjoy that. <laughs> of course you did. I really did enjoy <laughs> Or that. one time I had, like, a whole bus full of people, like, looking oh at gosh. me and, like, waving at me. And, like, this old woman was showing a baby, like, pointing what at me. What about the rest of your family? Were they interested in them? Just you. I don't know. I'm the star of the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm the main character here. Clearly. I don't know what they're... They're just extras. <laughs> Literally. I don't even know. They probably liked my dad's height. Yeah. Your dad's really I mean, tall. he's super tall. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my sister yeah. had darker hair. Um, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't give a crap I mean, about my hair. And we were also where they were, like, to adopt my little brother. So, they... My dad did get a lot of attention because he have max up on his shoulders mm-hmm. and so but usually it's people yelling at him like, oh. Him to, oh. like we had this one woman following us around in a market yelling we couldn't understand what she was saying but she was yelling at us because max was up on his shoulders and she followed us around like the whole market oh, she probably thought it was like unsafe or i something. mean it, that is incredibly unsafe don't do that with your kids <laughs> but especially my dad being so tall too yeah well, anyway. anyway, sorry, that was we way a off topic. Of random topics today. That's okay. <laughs> so, unfortunately, once she accepted this offer to do this fake photo shoot, um, he raped her and strangled her to death with a rope in the park. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and during interviews later, uh, he said... Uh, Francisco said that her death made him feel sexually aroused and it only made him want to like rape and kill people or women more but at the same time he was like really scared of being caught so okay it's like this weird mentality of he didn't want to be caught like some people are like I don't care if I'm caught like he didn't Mm -hmm. want to be and yet would do this in a public park but obviously was secluded enough 
but he makes me feel like for one he's the definition of a sociopath yeah um and then also he makes me feel like he's got more mentally going on than just like like almost like he has a little bit of autism or something maybe yeah, yeah i'm not sure cause something something undiagnosed yeah going on right and then also later on in interviews, he also claimed that he had voices in his head telling him to commit these murders and do these crimes. Oh, so yeah, he does have something else going on. <laughs> yeah, I would say a bit of like schizophrenia. Yeah, it might be a little schizo. Um, and he did he does get uh, evaluated later and they do put him in a psych ward. Oh, so. okay. Okay. I don't know his official diagnosis, but I, th- I mean, something like that. Right. You know? So, he claims that the voices in his head told him to kill his next victim, Raquel Moda Rodriguez, who was 23 or 24 years old, and that was on January 9th, 1998. He saw her walking down the street, and he said the voice in his head told him she was, quote, the perfect victim. Ooh. I don't know if... um, like what that would entail for him but i because i don't know what she looked like the articles didn't say but i don't know or maybe it was just totally random and this voice was just like yeah okay so she's alone or something it was just women it wasn't based off their looks or anything no it was just women and they were like different ages well they were between like most of them were between like 18 and 24 years old and he was 30 okay Um, and he did the exact same thing. He, he's, repeats the same method each time. So he took her to the park, approached her the same way, saying he was a photographer. He says the same thing. Um, raped, raped her and strangled her with a rope. So he's one of those people who are consistent and Mm -hmm. they like not changing it up, not changing a murder weapon. He's the textbook. Exactly yeah, he's like the textbook serial killer where they have an MO. Yeah. And it's like it's not exactly planned cuz it's not like it's still random like a, he goes out on a random day, picks a random person, so that part isn't planned, but obviously he's not changing his strategy of right. how to approach people and whatever. Right. He's he figures I it worked the first time, I'm going to keep doing it, you know. Right. And unfortunately, it's working. Because these women are just too trusting, I guess. Right. I mean, not blaming them, of no, course, no, because no. most people want to be trusting. But, yeah. It's just, I know, because the thing is, I could, like I said earlier, I could totally see me falling for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. I mean, when you when you have someone come up to you and be like, oh, you could be a model, then you kind of want to, like, te- check it out and be like, oh, okay, let me let me see what kind of pictures you can take of me and yeah see what you think on february 10th he lured 18 or 19 year old uh i'm not sure uh, the article said like 18 or 19 i don't know why they didn't know her exact age or maybe just this article i was looking at couldn't find the record i don't know yeah but um her name is isadora frankel and she was in the park and again, used the photographer bit, um, raped her and strangled her. But then he did something differently this time, or he burned her body, attempting to cover his tracks. Something he did not do previously. I wonder why. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess maybe he did say um, he was really, he was starting to get really afraid of being caught. So maybe he thought, oh. I'm being a little too reckless by just leaving them in the park. And, um, yeah, maybe he's just deciding I need to try and get rid of some evidence, you know, at this point. Right. Well, in the end, like, for one, they've already got, they've already got his DNA. So, like, mm-hmm. that, he shouldn't be worried about that. But, the longer you, I this is horrible that I'm even saying this, but like the longer that you stay with the victim, the more likely you are to get caught with them. Yeah. So like if you're gonna stay there to to burn them, then you're more likely to get caught. It's almost better if he would have stuck with what he was doing because mm-hmm. then it wouldn't he wouldn't have got like he would have been less likely to get caught. I feel like yeah. because 
like I said, they already have his DNA. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same MO every time, besides him now burning this person. Yeah. And I think her body was still left in the park. Like, he burned it, yeah. but it was still there. He didn't try and, like, cover it up that much. So Did that become, like, a constant thing, or was, it just, was that just a one-time thing? That was a one-time thing. He didn't try burning again. Interesting. Burning the body. So maybe he thought it was too messy or firewood too noticeable. I don't know. Yeah. So he is starting to change it a little bit. Starting a fire in a national park is almost like, hey guys, come yeah. here. There are park rangers specifically watching for that stuff in almost every national yeah. park and firefighters. Right. That's interesting. But mm-hmm. His next victim uh, was murdered on April 17th that year, which is 98. And her name is Patricia Gonclavez Marahino. And she was 24. And again, he raped and strangled her. But this time he tries something differently as well. So it's like the the end of the night kind of thing uh, is like getting different. So he doesn't try burning her again. But this time he said a voice in his head told her to bite her oh so he bit multiple parts of her body um mostly her breasts which is like that obsession he had with breasts i'm trying to think there's another there's another serial killer that bit breasts i think it was ted bundy i think he did i think he would too what is up with that i don't know it's like a mommy issue yeah gross (laughs) (laughs) simultaneous gags yeah so yeah he was biting her and he was trying to eat her but he failed he he didn't have the stomach for it did he puke there or just he just is this just like his reports i think they saw the bites and some of them were pretty like deep nasty like you they could tell he would try yeah but he didn't Ew. Yeah. Yeah, this guy definitely has screw loose. Like, he's not... I think he's even more so than a sociopath. Like... Yeah, that... It's like... Yeah, it's schizophrenic. Yeah. Yeah. Something definitely not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just not cool. And then his last known victim was a 15-year-old, Selma Ferriera... Queros. Mm. I'm sorry if I said her name wrong. Uh, he used the same same method as always, and he also attempted to eat her body, like with Patricia. And again, he failed. So he tried it again, and again, did not have the stomach to do it. He like couldn't do it. I want to hear why. I want to hear like what his whole. He said like, these voices reasoning. told him to, and he's like, I just couldn't do it. They were telling me to, so I tried, but I couldn't do it. Ooh. Like, well, I'm glad you didn't have the stomach to do right. that because that's disgusting and yeah. wrong. The fact that he can't even rationalize it. And that kind of tells me, like, why he is, um, even though it causes him so much pain, why he's still pushing through it. Like, yeah, it's almost like he per- he thinks he can't control it. Yeah, some people don't believe him about these voices, but I think if you have those circumstances, like, he tried to eat them but couldn't and if he has this injury yeah and it's so painful like why else would you do it if you're not like seriously mentally disturbed with these voices exactly yeah Yeah. i think you're right i would believe him with these voices i think he definitely was hearing them Mm -hmm. um so after this police that's when the body started to be found like i was saying earlier and three women Uh, he had attempted to murder, had escaped. And these women went to the police and provided a sketch of him. um, And the sketch was made public very shortly after these women came forward. And someone, a man, called the police and said, I have the phone number of this killer. I know him. And it was someone he had, Francisco had worked with before. And... So they were able to track him to his old workplace, but he had quit that job. Yeah. Um, But they were able to search his office, and they found an ID of one of the victims. Um, In one of the articles I read, it said 
they didn't give the name of the ID, and another one said it was Salma, the 15-year-old. Oh. So I'm I'm not sure there what that deal was, because she was the last victim, so I don't know how that would have worked with the timeline of him working there, that it would have oh. been there, you know what I mean? Right. So That's I'm a, a little point. confused. I tried to clear it up, but it wasn't very clear in the articles. So also a lot of them were in, like, Portuguese, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, oh, that is the difficult thing about researching um, an yeah. international I case. I think a lot of the solid facts are in a language I don't know. So right, yeah, okay. they're like That's, translated articles and stuff. Yeah, so it, right. it, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, they also found a sample of semen on Selma, Selma's body. So was that the only one that they found it on? I'm, I think so. Really? Somehow. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, the sample was not able to be used in court because it was mishandled by the police. <gasps> not sure how or why, but that really sucks. And whoever <laughs> did that, I don't know. They probably got fired or something. I mean, I mean it could be like something super super simple like as far as just like how they collected it mm-hmm. or how they handled it like taking it from the crime scene to the police department like something so simple like that yeah could, maybe the wrong paperwork or something yeah like, you know yeah like something even as like simple the as wrong date on a paperwork or something that's just stupid yeah that and is mess it all up. able to mess it all up yeah yeah unfortunately uh so a manhunt started and he fled south to Ataqui. Sorry. And he was hiding at a friend's house. And the search lasted about 23 days until this friend he was staying at saw him on the news and turned him in. Because this guy was like, I don't want anything to do with him. He killed these people. See, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, the news travels so quick here. I don't know. I would right it's not like brazil doesn't have the internet so i don't don't know how does your friend for 23 days there's a manhunt nationally you don't know this on the news until 23 days in like maybe they see maybe at that point they weren't releasing what he had done and so maybe he was like kind of covering for him until he realized what he'd done yeah because i I feel like that would be the case like he could have lied to him and like i feel like there's hmm I'm trying to think of what you could do that I would, I would hide you. Me? Yeah, like, I feel like if you were to have not hurt anyone, but blown up a building <laughs> or something, oh, wow. like, or like something that's like, <laughs> like, not like, like say you were protesting something and uh-huh. you, and it went awry, no one was injured. Okay. And then you, you had a manhunt on you. <laughs> Julie didn't, doesn't like my scenario. She just farted really loud. That's what she thinks of that. But, but um, so say that happened. I feel like I would hide you. You're a good friend. Yes, you could stay in my creepy basement. That's your punishment. It's worse than jail. Wow. With, with Amos, you go. Yeah, you and Amos Savage can stay in my basement. <laughs> Thanks. I'll You're keep welcome. that in mind. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, but only only if no one's hurt. Otherwise, all bets are off. Yeah, I'd turn you in if you, like, murdered someone. But <laughs> I, I'd, I'd hide you. I'd, I'd do that for you, too. Okay, cool. Thanks. Good to know. <laughs> I got you. Guys. <laughs> so now the police can listen to this and know where we'll we are. Know exactly <laughs> where to go. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, whoops. Anyway. Yeah, so like I was saying, I feel like maybe he was hiding it for him. Yeah. Also, I saw that this friend was a fisherman, so I don't know. Maybe oh, he was those fishermen. Those, those deep sea people. Maybe he was like away at sea, oh. and his friend was just like in his house. Oh, okay. not like oh, a fisherman. That's not what I was. Saying. I saw. Well, he paused. <laughs> like he's a fisherman. I was trying to think of how to finish that. No, sentence. he was. Yeah, I get it. He's like out to sea. Yeah, maybe he wasn't home, and then he got home and saw the news. I don't yeah. know, but anyway. He was, Francisco was arrested, and at first he denied everything, but the same day he denied it, 
he talked to his lawyers. It was August 7th, 1998, and he confessed to everything to his lawyer. And he admitted to a total, killing a total of 11 women. Um, and he was able to lead the police to the bodies of 10 of these women, but he couldn't remember or find the last person he claimed to have killed. Wait, but aren't, don't you confess everything to your lawyer? Yeah. Like, isn't that the thing? Like, yeah, you're supposed and to. And then they're supposed to defend you? Mm-hmm. But I guess after the lawyer heard it, he was like, yeah, you're not going to get away with it. So they, they go for a uh. plea of insanity. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in order to prove that he wasn't, like, falsely confessing, the, the police did let him lead them to the bodies in the park of the six unnamed women. So those are the victims we know about, and then there are six other women who are, their names are not released oh. to the public. We don't know anything okay. about them. Okay, wow. Yeah. And so investigators are like, okay, he knew these details. Their bodies were found in the same manner. It's mm-hmm. him, you know. Right. Um, and then he said this quote about his own mentality i guess when people asked him about it he said i am a person with a good and a bad personality sometimes i am not able to dominate this dark side i pray and i pray but i cannot resist and then i chase after women i wished they would not go with me into the park that they would run away i don't i don't i think someone who's really mentally ill does have that side that's like like what he says so right. I'm, I'm not sure if that's i yeah. all bullshit or not well i wouldn't say it's like multiple personalities but i do i think you're right as far as like i just think that he has a mental disability and he's and he's schizophrenic mm-hmm. so he doesn't he is able to almost like turn it off turn off his morality yeah because like you know how i said well maybe not, he's not sociopath he's not a sociopath well maybe he is maybe he's schizophrenic and sociopathic yeah so I mean, then those that definitely can go hand in hand. Right. So then he's able to turn it off, but then he still has that level of guilt. And so it's almost easier to say it was someone else, mm-hmm. but it was really him. He just like, just gave in to his urges. Yeah. It's really, and honestly, from the beginning of the quotes that he was saying and mm-hmm. his reasoning, that's really what it sounded like all along that he like just couldn't help himself right i mean i don't know much about like multiple personality disorder or anything yeah but i just feel like with that he's he's almost like too aware of both sides of himself like he's just able to describe it way too well yeah some people with who actually have uh that multiple personality disorder i I was gonna say disease i wouldn't say disease but yeah disorder yeah um they're not sometimes they're not aware of the switch of their personalities and their changes right. so exactly he he seems fully aware of it but i know sometimes it can happen but a lot of times it doesn't where the person doesn't realize that they're like switching between personalities and stuff. yeah 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 i don't believe that it's like he has a good side i, I, I don't believe it's Miss, mr jekyll and dr hyde <laughs> <laughs> dr jekyll and mr hyde mm-hmm. i think that it's more so um yeah, just the the fact that he's schizophrenic. Because mm-hmm. that can also make you feel like you're multiple people because you have these voices inside you telling you. Yeah, you have a lot, a lot going on in yeah. your brain. Right. That's overwhelming. Right. So his lawyers, because he was making these statements about this different sides of him and these voices, they definitely went with an insanity plea. One also, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, no, but one also, oh my goodness. One interesting thing about schizophrenia as well is it doesn't show up until you're in your 20s. Really? Yeah. It's very, very rare. I've never heard that before. There was a girl that was on Dr. Phil that it was, like, diagnosed when she was a kid, and that's incredibly rare, and it's Mm -hmm. actually unlikely that she actually, it was actually schizophrenia. Huh. Otherwise, it's usually in your 20s and, and like, late 20s. I did not know that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Like, why... It develops later. Right. So, like, yeah, like, a lot of times when people are in college, it can develop. 
and so then That's like there was terrifying. there was one day when i was in college and there's this girl in the shower next to me and like some of the things that they say is like all of a sudden you start vocally like you just start narrating your life out loud or something and oh so i was learning about that in nursing school and then like a couple days later i'm taking a shower you know in the communal showers whatever um uh-huh. are they communal showers or is that when there's no walls anyway it's like in the shower house <laughs> in the, the i was in my private shower okay yeah. <laughs> anyway um i was taking a shower and i can hear someone in the stall next to me and she's in the shower and she's like now i'm gonna put the shampoo on my hair now oh, i'm gonna wash oh it gosh. out and she's like it's so funny yeah i was thinking i was like she might be starting to develop schizophrenia Oh my because gosh. she was doing this and it was like shortly after i had just learned about it mm-hmm. so i yeah. didn't know that was a sign of it either right yeah i guess i really don't know that much about schizophrenia other than what everybody knows yeah it's just like hallucinations is like the main thing you think of yeah which is basically the main symptom of schizophrenia. a lot of people mix up schizophrenia and multiple personality disorder they're yes. different things yeah they do yeah, yeah you're right I think a lot of people think schizophrenia is, is, you know. Right. Whatever. Multiple personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that? I couldn't think of it again. Wow. You just said it. <laughs> I couldn't say it twice in a sentence. My brain wouldn't let me. Uh, yeah. When you get your eyes dilated, it, like, <laughs> your brain starts, like, <laughs> deteriorating. <laughs> Yeah, all the knowledge starts falling out of your massive pupils. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Um, so, somehow, they were, with this insanity plea, the lawyers were trying to get less than 30 years, which is the max sentence in Brazil. Um, but he was... He ended up being sentenced to 268 years in prison on 10 counts of murder. And I tried to Google it of how did he get that sentence if the max there is 30 years. Right. I couldn't find anything. It wasn't very, like, it was really hard to try and figure that out. My only guess is maybe, and I, I did the math, um, maybe he got 30 years, the max, for each count, because he got ten counts of murder, that would have oh. made that would have been three hundred though, three hundred years, and he got two sixty eight. So I don't I don't know how he ended up with that, but okay. Well, that does make a little bit more sense though. Yeah, that the, there, there's like a loophole, right? The max is thirty years, but like maybe he was sentenced. But it could be something similar to like in America where they say, uh, like obviously you'd think that the max sentence would be life. Yeah. But then they say, oh, we got three life sentences. Yeah, true. It could be something like that, just piling them on top of each other. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's definitely no death penalty there, though. Okay. So, it's not an option. Yeah. But, um, 268 years, that's, uh, you'll be long dead, so. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know, some, I don't know why they don't just say life in prison at that point, because... I mean, you're not going to live 268 years. I think about that, too, but I think that it almost, you can, like, get time taken off Yeah. then at that point. life, you can get, like, parole and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I guess. So they just really want to make sure that he's not going to get any taken off. Yeah. Because I guess maybe, like, whoever makes the sentencing is like, okay, I want this guy to be gone for good. I don't want to give any opportunity for someone to decide that he needs reform mm-hmm. or that he can have reform. Yeah. Be reformed, whatever. So right. at that point, if I was the if I was the judge making that call, I'd be like, okay, 250 years or however many years you said. That way, like, the, if they take 10 years off at a time, it's still going to be, for, like, good behavior, it's still going to be quite a long time. Yeah. Uh. So here's where that other killer I was talking about in the beginning comes in. Oh, yeah. So they were in the same prison. And this other guy's name is Pedro Rodriguez Filo. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we have to talk about him. So Brazil, we're coming back because this <laughs> that story was crazy when I looked at it. So because of the nature of Francisco's crimes, mm-hmm. I, I suppose um, a lot of the inmates didn't like his violence again 
against the women, I suppose. Okay. I don't know what these other people were in prison for, but <laughs> they got up in arms about it. So they beat him bloody in prison, like, pretty quickly as soon as he was in there. Wow. And this other Brazilian serial killer, uh, Pedro Rodriguez Filo, said about it he was one of the people one of the other inmates beating him up and he said i don't even want to talk about that devil he only killed innocent people those poor women so another serial killer said that yeah and i i had after i saw that quote that's when i decided to look him up because i was like okay he's saying poor women innocent people so what was his deal right and we are gonna do a full episode about him but okay just a little behind the curtain he went after people who had like personally he saw himself as a vigilante oh people who had like wronged him and his family and like he went after like mobsters and like he massacred like a whole mob at a wedding no way yeah see okay that's gonna be interesting i'm I'm really excited to hear about that because i'm excited to look into that more it's scary talking about serial killers that kill for no reason Mm -hmm. and then sometimes like when you hear about the people that did have a reason you know it's kind of a um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The cases are not as long. It's just kind of like, okay, well, they, they killed this person for this reason. This mm-hmm. is how they did it. You know, yeah. there's not that that much behind it. So right. I'm really interested to hear about this vigilante guy. Vigilantes are kind of scary because on the one hand, you're like, okay, they're knocking off people who did wrong. But also, in your own brain, you, I mean, murder is wrong either way right but you know in their own brain they could be thinking like i am doing so much good in the world right now by getting rid of these people and that's Mm -hmm. kind of that's like a scary thing too they think they're doing such good work yeah and who knows maybe you don't completely agree with them like angela simpson yeah i mean she claims that she was doing good she was killing rats and yeah and so snitches end up in ditches right right so and she thought she was doing good yeah she but definitely no, saw herself she as was, a hero. Yeah, but absolutely not. She like that's one of the most messed up cases we've covered, in my opinion. Yeah, because she was so callous about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to our Angela Simpson episode. That one is that one yeah. is nuts. We we have clips of like her talking about it in that episode, and mm-hmm. she's just like stone cold awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. On December 18th in 2000, he was involved, Francisco was involved in another prison riot that left four inmates dead, and he was almost killed again. So after that, I guess they decided, you know what, he's (laughs) gonna die, because people keep beating him up, four other inmates died, and he was initially declared dead, and then they realized he wasn't dead. (gasps) So it was pretty bad. that badly. Oh my goodness. Um, so at that point he was moved to a psychiatric facility because well, he already had those mental health sh- issues anyway. Yeah. And at yeah. that point he probably had brain damage from being beaten so bad. Literally. Yeah. Possibly. Jeez. Um, since then he's still in this psychiatric facility to this day. He says those voices have stopped talking to him and that he's getting a lot better. And he has a girlfriend who lives outside of prison. So. Ugh one of those people yeah like i'm sorry that's weird yeah i don't know how much how much rehabilitation can happen after you're like i know i'm listening to this and i'm like i like at first i was like oh like this is that's good he's coming around but at the same time no he killed brutally 10 women yeah so i'm i i i don't know he says the voices have stopped but I don't know if you can fully be cured of that kind of thing. I think it's a good thing you're in a psychiatric facility. Yes. That you, you're definitely going to stay there whether these voices have stopped or not. He's staying there. Yes. So, I, I guess... It, no, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I don't know. Because you want rehabilitation in people. And obviously, I don't want... I want the, these people to get help for their mental issues. But also... I am glad you're not being released because yeah. you did a terrible wrong to 10 people and right. their families. Right. Yeah. I mean, those families are still hurting, but also, I mean, what good is it really doing continuing to 
hurt him. Like, like it's not him. Him suffering still is not gonna help anyone. Yeah. And if he sure. had that mental illness and he heard those voices, he had his best to stop it and and try to get some so reform. So that he doesn't hurt other inmates because of those voices. Right. Too. And yeah. I mean, he did get the crap beat out of him twice. Twice. At least <laughs> twice. Yeah. So. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So that is the park maniac of Brazil. Park and, maniac. And there were like. Like I said, that other guy, and then there was another person who was, like, crazy in Brazil as well. All That's around that same time? murder. No, different time periods. But as I was looking it up, I was like, okay, Brazil, you've got some crazy cases. <laughs> I mean, I feel like most places have at least one big serial killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. We've got... <laughs> we just have a lot. We have... John Wayne Gacy in Illinois, uh, Al Capone. I, oh, Illinois alone? Got, oh, yeah. It had um, a couple. Why am I thinking? Why am I blaming H.H. Holmes? Oh, shoot. Right. I mean, Chicago yeah. alone Chicago probably has a few. Has a lot. It has a storied history. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of female killers in Chicago. I like That's this. I like crazy. how our podcast does tend to cover a lot of female killers. Our next one is going to be a female killer. I already had it planned. It's like one of my, it's my favorite case like ever. And I've done a ton of research on it. I've like read multiple books. Like I'm excited to talk about it. So I don't want to give it away. But it's an old one too. It's like (gasps) 1500s. Those ones are always, those ones are always the most interesting because it's like a history lesson at the same time. Yeah. It's really, this one is going to be really interesting. I'm going to go into a lot of, there's, because it's so old. So (laughs) preview for next week. Um, Because it's so old, there are a lot of conspiracy theories about it. So I'll go into those too. Those are always so interesting. Like that one werewolf one. Yeah. Was he a werewolf? Was it? Yeah, the stupid fur belt he wore. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I love excited. The old ones, and I, gotta I say yes. I yeah. Okay. All right. Great. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just listened to a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder. Da-da-ba-da, da-ba-da-ba-da.